presented by BP. Hey, good morning. I'm Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. It's Monday, September 25th. I hope everyone got rest this weekend because it's going to be a crazy week in politics. On Wednesday, we have the second Republican presidential debate in California. Thursday, House Republicans are going to be holding their first public impeachment hearings against President Joe Biden. And by the end of this upcoming weekend, we will either see a government shutdown that results in millions of federal employees being furloughed or an 11th hour bipartisan spending agreement that sure, averts a shutdown, but could also trigger an effort to remove Kevin McCarthy from the speakership. Some drama coming our way, in short. But first, a little buzzy news at the top of Playbook this morning. Congressman Dean Phillips is actually edging closer to challenging Joe Biden for the Democratic nomination. He told Steve Schmidt in a podcast that's going to be released later this morning that, quote, I am thinking about it and I haven't ruled it out. Now, our colleague Jonathan Martin reported earlier in July that Phillips was talking to donors about a campaign, but during a round of media appearances in August, he sort of backed off of suggesting he might run, saying he's not the ideal candidate and that his goal in talking about challenging Biden was more to encourage other Democrats to jump in. Well, now he says he's concerned that no one is doing just that, that there is no alternative to Biden. And he said, quote, I'm concerned that something could happen between now and next November that would make the Democratic convention in Chicago be an unmitigated disaster. And for a party that is acting as the adults in the room, thank goodness, he said, I'm concerned that we are not as it relates to our electoral strategy. Up on Capitol Hill, we have an interesting look this morning at McCarthy seeking to box in some of his detractors. He's been spending weeks reacting to conservative threats to oust him from the speakership, but now it appears that McCarthy is employing a strategy that could actually put his critics on an island and potentially save his speakership. We'll see about that. Over the weekend, the big news was that McCarthy is laying out a new strategy to try to unite Republicans. They're going to try to pass a package of long-term appropriations bills for defense, the State Department, Homeland Security, and agriculture, and they're going to try to move those in the House this week. It might seem like a strategy to nowhere for two reasons at first sight. Number one, there's no indication that Republicans will even have the votes to advance this package. This comes, you know, after last week, conservatives sank two rules on the House floor, so Republicans couldn't even take up their spending bills. Will they have the votes this week to do it? Unclear. Marjorie Taylor Greene came out yesterday and said she would oppose the rule, so that's one person, and he can only lose four. But number two, even if Republicans can advance and pass this entire appropriations package, it actually does nothing to avert a government shutdown next week. Remember, there's a number of holdouts, people like Matt Gates of Florida and a handful of hardliners who are insisting right now that they won't vote for any continuing resolution, no stopgap measures. They just say they won't, no matter what is in it. So what exactly is McCarthy doing here? A lot of people are thinking that what he's doing this week is he's going to try to buy some goodwill with these conservative hardliners by passing a bunch of long-term appropriations bills that have steep cuts, and eventually they'll come on board and actually allow Republicans to pass the CR. But even those in leadership are acknowledging that banking on Gates and his allies to suddenly come around to a stopgap is kind of risky, if not 
entirely foolish. But what McCarthy's play this week will actually do is drive a wedge between conservatives who typically despise him. We can say after watching what's happened in the past week on Capitol Hill that Gates and his allies are increasingly making enemies against like-minded colleagues in the Freedom Caucus, including those who negotiated with moderates to come up with Republican CR. Even before McCarthy floated a new continuing resolution over the weekend that included more spending cuts for conservatives, we were seeing members like Chip Roy, a Freedom Caucus member, starting to sound irritated with his own colleagues. He told Fox News last week that, quote, I honestly don't know what to say to my fellow Republicans other than that you're going to eat a shit sandwich and you probably deserve to eat it. And he was specifically referencing other conservatives who were not accepting this Republican CR that had been negotiated carefully in the House. That was before McCarthy made more concessions over the weekend. And so if McCarthy tries again to advance a CR that most conservatives actually like, and this group of Matt Gates and his allies block consideration of a CR, we could actually see conservatives really turn on each other even more. This helps McCarthy in the long run. McCarthy's move to bend over backwards and give conservatives basically everything they possibly want in a short-term funding patch allows him to tell the rest of the Republican conference that he's done everything he can to try to placate these guys, and they're just not governable, and they're just not reasonable. And this comes as I'm hearing from Republicans on the Hill that it's not a matter of if, it's more a matter of when McCarthy is going to face a motion to vacate. People think this is coming. They don't know if it's coming this week. Is it coming next week? And in the meantime, McCarthy is basically doing everything he can to really fight that and try to keep his job even if this comes to the fore. Meanwhile, at the White House, the White House is going to be circulating a new memo this weekend that claims any shutdown on the unruly House Republican conference. And they're basically citing House Republicans and Senate Republicans who agree with that, which is pretty smart strategy. They have quotes from McCarthy admitting that it will be the fault of conservatives saying, quote, this is a whole new concept of individuals that just want to burn the whole place down. Uh, they have a quote from Gates blaming the speaker saying it would be McCarthy's fault and a bunch of Senate Republicans saying shutdowns are essentially stupid. So check that out this morning. And for the rest of your schedule today, in the morning, President Joe Biden will be hosting the Pacific Islands Forum. In the afternoon, he will be hosting a meeting with the Board of Advisors on historically black colleges and universities with Vice President Kamala Harris. And join Politico on Wednesday, September 27th for the inaugural AI and Tech Summit. The event will tackle what the public and private sectors need to do to sharpen our competitive edge amongst rising global competitors and rapidly evolving disruptive technologies. Our colleague Eugene Daniels will be sitting down for a conversation with Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts, and you can register online now through the link in today's playbook. I'm Rachel Bade. Thanks for listening. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. Those are just two of the ways BP is investing in America. See more at bp.com slash investing in America.